welcome to another episode of the Cyber Talk Africa podcast. Today's guest is special. He's an international cybersecurity thought leader. He's an author. He's a blogger. He's an experienced cybersecurity expert. And recently, he was nominated as one of the top 21 cybersecurity experts to follow on Twitter. Ladies and gentlemen, welcome Dan Lawman. Dan, welcome to the show. Hey, thank you for having me. It's wonderful to be with you. Yes. Before we go straight into the topic of the colonial cyber attacks and what happened, I would like you to uh, kindly clarify this part. There are groups of people that believe the attack, or rather the attackers, dark side, are state-sponsored and that the attack is related to uh, an issue between different countries. How true is this? Yeah, I, I think, you know, the best experts believe that uh, dark side is not directly associated with the Russian government. Um, the the experts in the USA say, and, and the FBI has come out and said they believe they're, they're based, the cyber criminals are based in Russia. They're inside, um, uh, certainly in Eastern Europe, but probably in Russia. And um, that, you know, it, it's probably likely that you know, uh, President Putin and, you know, the, the, uh, the government was not involved. And that's what the U.S. government has said. Now, the, the challenge becomes, and there's a big debate in the United States about this, you know, how much can be done by any criminal gang um, in a country like, you know, Russia without the knowledge of the government? I mean, do they have kind of, um, you know, is the government turning a blind eye to it? Are they just allowing it to happen? Are they aware? Many people believe that they could not exist without the support of, of uh, at least not saying that they're giving them money or they're giving them, um, you know, technical help, but that they basically are allowed to do what they do. And right. um, so that's that's the question. That's the question. I think there's a debate about that. I think that's my view is that it's probably, you know, not directly the Russian government that's doing this, but it gets very gray. You know, we talk about white hats and, and, and black hats and gray hats. It becomes yeah. this gray hat um, kind of like, are they, you know, are they government people during the day and then they're criminals at night? Or <laughs> I'm not saying I don't really know for sure. Um, my, my, my best estimate would be that it probably, you know, just like the FBI has said, and just like many reporters have said, it's, it's based in Russia. The Russian government has probably not been involved, but the U.S. government would like to see the Russian government take more action against them because they probably know who they are and would like to see it, you know, obviously end. Right, which is the right thing to do. Yep, exactly. Yeah, so straight to the topic uh, of today, the colonial cyber attack has spiraled into something of a global news. Yeah. Almost um, news outlets from all over the world now have daily updates regarding the event. Recently, we heard that even Darkseid got it and um, their servers are down. 
what really happened? How did the attack unfold? What was compromised? You know, just give us an insight into how this attack happened. Sure. So um, starting from the beginning, um, you know, I, I, by the way, I, I sent you, and I guess you could probably have people um, can read a blog, a detailed blog that I actually posted on this as well um, at Government Technology Magazine. So GovTech, www.govtech, G-O-V-T-E-C-H.com. And uh, you can read my article. It's called Gas Lines, Unmasked Ransomware Crisis, Where Next? Um, but, you know, really it goes back to, you know, what started on May 7th, uh, the dark side ransomware gang um, was able to uh, launch this ransomware attack against the Colonial Pipeline, which is a major U.S. pipeline that supplies um, uh, fuel, petrol to uh, the whole, you know, basically the uh, 45 percent of the East Coast of the United States. So very heavily um, affected uh the the southeast states states like south carolina and and, and uh north carolina georgia virginia washington dc itself maryland they were all hit it took several days for the impact for, we call it trickle down um to actually reach the gas pumps but when this hit um it really talked down the, the, you know the 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 attack and there's different stories about how they did it and we can get to that in a moment but you know, many people believe it was an exchange, Microsoft Exchange vulnerability that came out earlier in the year, and that vulnerability basically um, was a vulnerability that uh, allowed them access into the Colonial Pipeline company, which um, and, and they you know basically shut down all of their back office systems, so their computer systems that run you know the email, the all, all the different you know, accounting, that kind of thing. Not actually the pipeline systems themselves. It was it was mainly the the uh, back office systems, but there was unclear whether, you know, the, the company as a precaution brought down the pipeline because they didn't want, you know, they didn't want the pipeline impacted. Um, and so they basically brought down the- uh, The whole the, the, system. The, the whole system, exactly. So what the, when, when that happened, I mean, the trickle down effect was, um, gasoline was not available in the United States. And, and, and so um, for that part of the country. Now, I, I live in Michigan, which is central USA. We did not have any impact at all. The western United States, like kind of west of, um, you know, Ohio and Michigan and, and west um, was not impacted. But the east coast was heavily impacted. Uh, 5,500 um, miles of pipeline basically uh, impacted. And, and so... Um, it, it really caused a whole series of events uh, to, to occur that um, really probably the biggest, most notable ransomware attack in the history of the United States that brought down critical infrastructure. We've had many other attacks that have brought down hospitals, that have brought down governments, Atlanta, Baltimore, Philadelphia have had ransomware attacks where it brought down systems. But this one, because it impacted people Right where they, you know, they couldn't drive, they couldn't get gasoline, um, was was probably, and I call it the wake up call that that really got America's attention. Right as we're coming out of COVID nineteen and the pandemic, and um, was really a, a devastating blow. Um, and a lot of things, you know, the government and a lot of uh, of uh, others 
in the United States took action. We can talk about what some of those actions were um, to respond. But it was it was very much uh, in all of the headlines and the top story last week in the United States. Right. So now we can describe what's happened as an economic sabotage. Sure. Um, so, you know, one of the things they, they asked for that I'd say right out of the gate was, and this was a big challenge. Um, basically, they, they paid the ransom, which was five million dollars. So there's a lot of a lot of cyber experts that are very fearful that this is going to um, bring about more ransomware, you know, more cyber attacks. Um, it's, you're going to see more um, uh, more challenges happening. Because um, you know, it's if if you will, crime has paid in this case, right? So a lot of people were very critical that they paid the ransom. Um, they were back up, and and you know the gas lines and everything back to this morning in the United States are for the most part things are getting back to normal. So it's it was really kind of a ten to ten to eleven day issue. I mean, we're not a hundred percent back to normal, but you know, the, basically um, the Colonial Pipeline is operational. Um, and things are back. And, and the Biden administration took some aggressive actions. Um, they announced some, you know, executive order to really uh, make sure that um, you can go and you can read this online. Um, a lot of different steps are taken by by the government to ensure that these federal um, systems are um, protected. Also, that critical infrastructure in all the different sectors that might be electricity, water, um, all the different, you know, finance um, need to take steps to protect themselves. Now, there have been executive orders in the past. So a lot of people think are kind of mocking this and saying it's not, um, it's kind of too little, too late. But I think there are very good steps that the government is taking. I think it's a, it's a, it's a very um, important um, set of actions that the Biden administration has taken. Um, I also think that it's going to take some time. And right now, the bad actors are way ahead of the good actors. Dark side right. in the middle of last week, three other victims of ransomware. Um, and, the, for example, in Ireland, the a health system was brought down, had two ransomware attacks over the weekend. So we continue to see more and more ransomware attacks all over the world. Dark side themselves, as you mentioned earlier, was brought down late in the week. They said we're going out of business <laughs> now. A lot of people, a lot of people, basically have have uh, said that. Again, I, I can't go and confirm or deny any of this, um, but that they were probably you know attacked by um, U.S. government agencies or others, and and many people believe that that um, you know various uh, groups were able to disrupt and 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 uh, cause, you know, if you will, call it a hack back uh, to dark side. But most people right. believe they'll just, they'll reemerge under a different name in a couple months, that they were brought down. You know, they, they did this. Um, they even apologized, which was kind of funny. They apologized <laughs> for, for, for bringing down the pipeline. Um, they said, we just wanted the money. We're only in this for the $5 million. We know you had billions of dollars in income. And we didn't intend to disrupt, you know, gas supply in the United States. So some people believe that perhaps they didn't even know that what they did would cause, you know, the pipeline Almost to come out. Sorry. Yeah. What they did was going to cause so much damage. What led to that? No, no. I said 
now they are trying to make people believe that what they did, they didn't know it was going to cause so much damage. Correct. That's exactly right. Yeah, and 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 you know, I think you know, there again, there are different opinions about this out there. You know, you read this in the in the U.S. Some people don't believe any of this. They think they knew exactly what they were doing. Others think that they really didn't. You know, they, they just they you know they have these code of ethics, if you will. We don't go after hospitals. We don't go after governments. We're not political. We're not trying to make a statement, you know, about you know the Biden administration or President Trump or anything. We, you know, we just want the money. We're just we're criminals who want the money, right? Um, so yeah. other people think that it's all just a big lie that you know you can't trust these people at all. There are different opinions. I, I think you know, honestly, it probably makes some sense that they didn't really intend to cause the disruption that they did. Um, but I, you know, from my perspective, as I say in my blog this weekend that came out, um, is I, I, my view is that um, it, it, it's it's really kind of remarkable that nothing like this has has reached this level up to this point. It was almost inevitable that sooner or later something like this was going to happen because these people, these 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 criminal gangs, are causing major major disruptions in hospitals. There was a story uh, late last year where a woman died in Germany because of ransomware. Um, they brought down the hospital and, and they and they and they attributed directly to the ransomware. So um, I do think that these people say they're they're not they're not in it to to you know bring down hospitals or bring down governments or bring down gas supplies or bring down the electrical grid. But um, you know the reality is that they are doing those things and they're, they're, the ransomware is having an impact. And, and a lot of people are worried that it's only going to get worse. Which they are right to worry that way. I think so. I think it's going to get worse before it gets better. Yes. And recently we've seen a couple of revelations from the dark web where some groups or individuals are now offering ransomware as a service. What does this mean for the old world? Yeah, exactly. Well, and that's really ransomware as a service is really what Darkside does. Is you know there there's you know they provided the ransomware and then they claim they have affiliates, almost acting like a business with a distribution network, where basically the the criminals they don't actually use it themselves, but they have these affiliates that actually take the ransomware and then you know somehow gain access into the systems, whether it's credentials on the dark web. They, they're able to somehow, you know, get somebody to click on a link, get somebody to gain access into a, a system. And then when they do that, they then apply the ransomware. So there's some people that say that maybe Darkseid gang didn't even know that Colonial Pipeline was being targeted and, and they, you know, were, were kind of angry about it. Others say, no, that's not possible. They know exactly what they're doing. But the idea of ransomware as a service is that you have, you know, just as, just as you have, um, you know, U.S. automakers making cars and then different dealerships that sell them around the country in different, you know, places in the United States, for example, it's almost right. like these, these people make the ransomware and then they have different dealerships with different people around the world that actually use it to attack their target, to actually attack the hospital or the, or the business and, and, and actually do the ransom um, and, and get the money. Which is why they are claiming not to be the bad guys. 
Well, and, and yeah, I mean, and, and the reality of it is, is that, you know, only, you know, as, as I talk about this today, you know, May 17th, um, you know, you know, how close the dark side ransomware gang worked with those affiliates, I, you know, it's hard to say. Um, but the, the reality is they're the ones that are providing the ransomware. They're the, they, have, they have a new version called Darkside 2.0. Um, they're the ones that are creating uh, the havoc, if you will. And then these other gangs are then using it. You know, how much how much the gangs are responsible versus how much the people who created the ransomware are responsible, you can argue about that. But clearly, regardless, they're all criminals. So now we have the scenario where now we had solar wind, uh, then uh, colonial pipelines. Who is next? Well, we've already seen, you know, in the last week since Colonial was hit May 7th, um, the big one this weekend was um, in, in, in Ireland, the health service was hit twice. Um, and that, you know, it's brought down the, the, um, the, the, a lot of the different back office systems. Um, and so it, it's, uh, it's been, it's been huge. And as, you know, as I, as I mentioned in my article, the same, um, you know, the same time you have, you look at it, um, the same time we had the colonial um, ransomware, we had uh, Washington, D.C. Uh, ransomware hit the D.C. police, and the, cr the criminals uh, threatened to release police records and, and take 911, which is our emergency you know, system where people can dial and say, I need help, like for emergencies like hospital calls or whatever. Um, they claimed they were going to knock that offline, and the D.C. did not want to pay. So um, we have Tulsa, another big city in the United States that just got hit. city of Tulsa had a ransomware attack. Um, and, you know, it just goes on and on and on and on and on. I mean, I, I've been blogging for many years, and I and in 2019, going back 18 months now, um, I called – I call 2019 the year that ransomware brought down state and local governments in the United States because we had cities in Florida, cities in Texas, cities all over the United States were being hit. Local governments were being hit and they were bringing down the governments and saying, if you, know, if you don't pay, we're not going to give you your email back. We're not going to give you your systems back. So it, it, it's hitting you know, pretty much across the board. And, and the reality of it is, is that it's getting worse. Uh, it's getting more frequent, and the and the ransoms are going up. Um, we're seeing um, larger larger requests. So the money, you know, was you know when this when this whole thing started, probably seven eight years ago, they were you know thousands of dollars, and especially for small businesses, sometimes they'd ask for five hundred dollars. You know, people they would they would do ransomware on your laptop for a home, and then if you wanted your laptop back, it's five hundred dollars or or a hundred dollars. And, and then it went to thousands of dollars. Now it's millions of dollars. I certainly think it's going to continue to grow, and we're going to see more and more of this throughout 2021. Right. So we've gotten to a point where tax now directly affects the life of the people. Like you mentioned earlier, a woman died uh, in Germany because the hospital got hit by ransomware. Yeah. What can the government do? Or do we just fold our hands and, you know, just allow the bad guys have a field day? 
Yeah, so there's there's a really good report. I would I would encourage your listeners to read. Um, there's a, a report that I, I'll just give you a couple points here quickly um, about combating ransomware. A, a task force, ransomware task force came out. It's from an organization called the Institute for Security and Technology. And you can get this at um, securityandtechnology.org, uh, ransomware task force uh, forward slash report. So um, securityandtechnology.org is the name of the website. But you can read about this report and it's got like 100 recommendations. I'll read you the top five recommendations, um, but it's, it's, um, it's a very comprehensive report. It's about 80 pages. It's, it, it's, it's rather long, um, but anyway, um, the first recommendation is we need to have coordinated international diplomatic and law enforcement efforts to proactively prioritize ransomware through a comprehensive resource strategy, including a carrot and stick approach to direct nation states away from providing safe havens to ransomware criminals. So that's where we started, Afiz, you know, when, when we first started the conversation. You know, we can't have countries that are providing safe havens to ransomware criminals. And that's that's what we really think probably happened in this case with 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 um, with, with Russia. Um, so, you know, it's that that's the first item is, 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 you know, the United Nations and others need to take action around safe havens to ransomware criminals. Number two, the United States should lead by example, execute a sustained, aggressive, whole of government, intelligence driven anti ransomware campaign, which was coordinated by the White House. This must include an establishment of an interagency working group led by the National Security Council in coordination with um, the National Cyber Director, internal U.S. government joint ransomware task force, and a collaborative private industry-led ransomware threat-focused hub. So basically creating some public and private groups with government and the private sector to really attack this in an ongoing way. Number three was that government should establish cyber response and recovery funds, so money to support ransomware response and other cyber activities, mandate that organizations report ransomware payments and require organizations to consider alternatives before making payments. This is really a hard one. There's a lot of debate about this by experts in the United States because some organizations, one of the things that people ask is how widespread is this? How many people are getting hit by ransomware? One of the challenges is a lot of organizations just pay and never report it. And so you don't even know, they don't want to be in the papers and they just pay the ransom and then they don't tell anybody. Um, and so this, this, this is going to be controversial because some people like it's, it's not the government's decision. It's just like if your son or daughter were, were, were held for extortion and you want to get them back and they say, if you tell the, you know, the police, we're going to kill them. You know, that's a hard situation to be in, right? Of course, you know, the person wants their life for that person to be to be safe. And yet we also know that if you pay, that you're going to get more of that behavior and they're going to grab more people. So the challenge is, you know, you know, are you know, can they mandate that people cannot pay the ransom? And can they actually um, you know, will organizations want to report every time that they have a ransom? It's very hard to do this, but that was one of the recommendations. There's two more I'll mention here. Number four, an internationally coordinated effort should develop a clear, accessible, broadly adopted framework to help organizations prepare for and respond to ransomware attacks in some under-resourced and more critical sectors, incentives 
such as funding and, and fine relief or, or regulations may be required to drive adoption. So that gets, gets back to the, in the USA, most of the operators of these critical infrastructures like Colonial Pipeline are not government entities. These are private sector companies. So, you know, these are truck people who own trucks that are transporting fuel. These are, you know, so how do you mandate that these people do the right thing? It's, it's very hard sometimes, but they're calling for more regulations. And then the last thing, and this is the last one I'll mention, cryptocurrency sector that enables ransomware crime should be more closely regulated. So we have the whole Bitcoin question. Government should require cryptocurrency exchanges, crypto kiosks, and over-the-counter trading desks to comply with existing laws, including know who your customer is, anti-money laundering, um, AML, and then combating financial um, terrorism laws. So basically, the whole Bitcoin and looking at um, uh, cryptocurrencies that are often used to, to to create and incentivize ransomware to help ransomware get their payments um, need to be uh, further regulated. So those were five of the recommendations, but your your listeners can go and read the full report. It's a very comprehensive report. Yes, yes. I'm actually going to recommend that report to all our listeners across the continent. That is it on today's episode. And a big thank you to Dan Lohman for joining us today. Kindly leave uh, comments as to how the podcast can improve. And also, don't forget your cyber hygiene. Don't click on malicious links. Double check on attachments before downloading them. And always be careful of any email you were not expecting. Thank you.